When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm A.T. Werdahl, and this is Big Fish, Small Pod. Today is November 5th. This is the Fish Stripes podcast, uh, ahead or behind, whatever direction you came to get here. Um, we also have an episode up with Eli, talking with Keith Law of The Athletic. Really great interview. Totally recommend you check it out. But first things first, on a Big Fish, Small Pod, today I'm taking a look at the Fangraphs projections for the Marlins for 2022. And then like looking ahead at like what they could maybe do with that. Um, so yeah, starting like quickly, we'll look first at like catcher. I'm only focused on hitters here. We know that the Marlins like pitching. We know the Marlins pitching. We just like, we know the Marlins pitching. Hitting is like where we might see some real changes. So at catcher, Fangraphs has the Marlins ranked as 30th. Uh, it is a foregone conclusion that they will make some movement there. Uh, they have a spot open on the 26th man roster with Sandy Leon now out of the picture, at least for now. He could come around again as a minor league free agent later in the offseason, but don't expect anything like that yet because the Marlins have stated that they're looking for a starting catcher. Um, I expect them now to be making some calls, some free agents they could target like a Jan Gomes. Someone could be like really respected. They could spend some money on like a player like that who would even add like more awesome internationality to this Marlins team. Um, additionally, there are like trade targets, um, trade a prospect, some prospects, some who knows what, maybe like another like 40 man roster pinch person. There's plenty of options for the Marlins to go without really threatening their top of the line. So when we see that the Marlins are projected 30th at catcher, really what we're looking at is just like, it's disturbing. It's like disturbing numbers. Um, yeah, they expect about negative 20 runs by the bat for catchers for the Marlins in 2022. Negative four fielding overall rough. So first base, we'll move forward. 20th, Aguilar, Diaz, Cooper. Bulk of the at-bats there, going to Aguilar. Diaz kind of filling him behind him. So like, looking at this position, I feel like they're not really accounting for Isan Diaz's stride with his bat. I like that they've paired it with a vet. DH would help with Garrett Cooper. Not a lot to say at first base. At second base, though, the Fangraphs ratings have the Marlins at uh, 27th for second base, looking at their depth chart. Uh, Jazz, who's like expected to get the bulk of the at-bats, is leading that front. Just, they expect him for like a 224 batting average. I'm really like, I feel like this really uncovers a bit of the Fangraphs projections. They don't really assume development. 
Um, so Jazz, we've seen like his like his talent. We've he's shown it in moments, think like some of his home runs, uh, or just how he runs the bases or how his bat is. But he hasn't shown that he can consistently hit at a high level or like stay healthy. So all of that gives like Fangraphs plenty of reason to like hedge who he is. But like we're not looking at that. Uh, second base, 27th best second base situation in the major leagues. I fully don't buy it. Even if it does seem like they need some depth at it. Uh, they don't mention Jose Devers at all. Uh, they expect Isan Diaz for some at-bats. John Birdie's still in the conversation. Um, just a moment of pause for John Birdie. Uh, don't know what to expect with his career yet, where it's gonna take off, but like, great dude. Moving on to shortstop, uh, Miguel Rojas leads the way. Shortstop is considered the 13th best shortstop situation in the major leagues going into 2022 with that, with uh, Jazz getting some play. Uh, yeah, they could still like like hit on that. There's still like room for improvement. Uh, Miguel Rojas has said that there's like, I mean, no ego issue with him uh, moving away from shortstop full-time. So like, yeah, like why not? Um, I know the answer to that is like budget and stuff uh, and like all the other construction, but like, why not? Uh, so third base, uh, 20th, Brian Anderson leads the way pretty much exclusively. Uh, I was curious, so I looked at it, um, his outfield versus third base splits. Just quickly, some numbers. Uh, when he's a third baseman, his weighted runs created plus is 109 versus a 118 as a right fielder. So like, there's a distinct level up for his bat when he is in the outfield versus in the infield. It could be something to do with finding less demands on his like game. He obviously values both sides of the game very highly, Brian. So if like there's less demands on the defensive end, maybe he's able to put a little bit more into the bat, which could result in that split we see there. Totally a theory. Maybe not. Um, but I wanted to highlight that because Brian Anderson is a candidate to play in the outfield. And looking at the outfield, it's like overall pretty rough left field. The Marlins have the 30th best left field situation with Lewis Brinson getting a bulk of the at-bats as like a plus fielder. And Garrett Cooper getting kind of like the bench load of at-bats as like a solid bat. Um, Brian De La Cruz also like fits in some there and like with Lewis it's hard to imagine him coming back as a starting player on the Marlins I just don't see it uh he hasn't shown enough with the bat to really be in consideration for a team that has like so repeatedly said that they need to hit he's just not enough of a lock to do it so Garrett Cooper, kind of the same thing, but like you want a good fielding player too. Left field seems like primed for an upgrade of sorts, even if it is like someone to compete with Brian De La Cruz. Um, by that, I mean someone who's like a similarly developing player, kind of just going to say names like Tyler Trammell or like Brandon Marsh or like 
or there's room to bring in a vet. Or maybe Brian can play left. Centerfield, 28th, per these Fangraph ratings. Marlins have said they need a center fielder. They've shown that they needed a center fielder when they got Jonathan VR, that they valued having a good center fielder when they got Starling Marte. Then when they traded Starling Marte, they've been pretty adamant that they still need a good center fielder. So that could lead the way to a major trade. Uh, obviously, like B B Byron Buxton is like the top of the market. And there's a real free agent scarcity. Pretty much like Starling Marte. And then there's like a field of players that are like center field capable, but not quite like your like prototype of like a Tory Hunter center fielder, um, which like Starling Marte kind of is, but like Chris Taylor definitely isn't. You'd need like an absolutely stellar athlete, which I mean like maybe we're looking like years down the line, but maybe like Jazz could fit in for some center field at bats in like innings that don't matter when the team is greatly ahead because the bat situation was figured out this offseason. Uh, right field, Jesus Sanchez, pretty much a lock to start. Rated 26th by these Fangraphs ratings. Again, like, looking at the outfield, 30th, 28th, and 26th. Um, plenty of reason for the Marlins to, like, look to add two people to that, like, outfield depth chart. Even with, like, Brian De La Cruz, like, I struggle with that because he's not a fourth outfielder. He's also not quite a proven starter. So how do you set up that, like, person to be in the right position for success in 2022? The play might to be to go over the top and get a center fielder that might not put it all together, um, but has all the tools to do it and has done it before, like a Byron Buxton, who is an injury risk that Brian De La Cruz could step in for, or Cody Bellinger, who maybe the Dodgers are done with? I have no idea, <laughs> but I can dream. First things first seems to be a catcher with the availability coming up of free agents. Monday, November 8th, will be up for the taking. So we'll see quickly how this offseason's taken shape with already some movement in the catcher market. Anyways, um, for the podcast, I've been A.T. Wardall. We'll be back with you later. And if you seriously haven't checked out Eli's latest, go do it.